2: Check out org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody. We are back Hello. for
3: our night three of the Capron Recap. Hi, Neil. Hey, man. Good to see you again. How's it's going?
1: only been a couple hours. I know. It's uh, been
3: a whole 15 hours since I last saw you it's right crazy. how are you feeling crazy. today you
1: feeling good I'm, like I'm have you caught your, your tourist ride yet like you're just like you don't feel tired anymore you're just going or what
3: um I mean I you know what I will say by this point in the fish run in December I was like you know I, I like needed a coffee to be able to do night four um I'm feeling great today um you know I've been hydrated so no coffee yeah, no
1: coffee. No no coffee today? at all. Well, I guess, you know, our, our listeners are appreciative of that, um, <laughs> that you skip the coffee. There's Nobody this... wants to
3: see that. No, I'm, I'm hyper enough without it. Uh, <laughs> as, as we know, as we know. And unfortunately, you're back at home uh,
1: today. I'm home for tonight. Yeah, it's a hard ticket to get, man. I mean... There's still time for me to get back. So if anybody's listening and they have a ticket for me, let me know. I'm about two hours and 45 minutes away. Yeah, Neil and, Neil
3: will uh, get back in the car and drive home.
1: Uh, well, I will for tonight. But, you know, I have, a, I have a really strong feeling that tonight is going to be a pretty special night. But we'll yes. see.
3: But we'll talk more about that. We've got a special guest uh, to talk about last night as well, who we we're going to bring on in a minute. But before we do that, uh, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune systems as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays in my pocket, especially during a five-night run of shows where I'm singing loudly for three hours. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com.
1: Yeah, and I can actually back you up and say that that is the truth. You're not just saying that. Yes. Because you offered me the throat spray last night. I actually,
3: I I mean, I wasn't (laughs) offering you the spray. I was just showing you that I had it in my pocket. Um, Oh,
1: okay. I thought it was an offer. To which uh, I said no, but um... that, that's
3: like a, that's like a, a sanitary gray area. I feel like, <laughs> <Something> like...
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what I was thinking too. In the yeah, moment, it, but... it seemed reasonable. But anyway, um, we are going to bring on our special guest today. Uh, we've got Leslie from Goose Chicks. Hello, Leslie.
0: Hey, Leslie. Hey, hey guys. So excited to be here. What a night last night. I'm still low-key recovering and also trying to get myself pumped and ready for tonight as well. So glad to be here.
3: Great to have you on. We've been looking forward to, uh, you know, having you on the podcast for a while now. So great, uh, you can make it today. Um, So start off, you know, I know you are a person who enjoys being up at the rail. Uh, Were you up at the rail last night as well? You've been up there all three so far?
0: No, I was on the rail Wednesday, Thursday. I'm old. I had to take a break in the middle of this five run just to be okay. So I was in the front row of the balcony. It was amazing from up there. Getty really put on a show last night it was beautiful um and yeah i'll be back on the rail tonight so i'll be raging i'll see y'all up there
1: yeah i saw a bunch of people taking a break last night found lucas kind of standing in the back and i was like what are you doing back here yeah, yeah. Camino was much? in the balcony last yeah. <laughs>
0: camino was upstairs with me yeah we were all looking at each other like yeah we we got to pace ourselves because <laughs> uh wednesday was pretty hardcore i wasn't expecting to be quite that yeah. energetic so yeah
3: yeah, Luke, Lucas did make it back up to the rail to get uh, spit on by Fallon during the encore. Um, oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's an amazing right story. And I was like, you know, there, there are people on the internet who would pay good money for the experience that you just had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he did pay good money for that. So
3: yeah, I, technically, good for yes, him. he did. Yes, he Yes. Did. Um, but yeah, let, let's dive into the show. I personally felt that last night, energy-wise, was the highest of the run so far. The crowd was, like, amped. Uh, for the whole show last night had a ton of fun uh it was it was lighter on the improv uh last night i felt but let's dive into the first set we've got you know kind of our opening segment of animal flow down everything must go and the whales leslie what did you think of this
0: well first of all opening with animal i feel like that's always just like a signal like buckle up Get ready, like we're coming at you. So that was awesome, just energy wise, to feel immediately everybody was just so high right off of that. And then, you know, I w- I love these long intro flow downs that they've been doing lately. I just think that they just really are so fun, so easy to get into the groove of that song, and so great. And everything must go. I mean, I've, I've been just such a fan since they debuted it last year. And then I have to say, I, the whales is one of my faves last night was my 25th show it was my first time seeing whales live congratulations yeah. so nice. i was like freaking out my phone started blowing up all my friends were like you're whales you're whales like freaking out so i was particularly pleased and super super happy to hear that and yeah it was a wonderful start to the show for sure
1: yeah i mean animal opener that's a good one it's it's like uh you know not to do fish analogs but like it's the buried alive opener that's it's like you know mm, it's gonna be interesting hot. it's gonna be hot um and i was surprised that they immediately did flow down after that like if i'm thinking like the way you're gonna start a show like you're gonna start with a flow down right and i, I kind of thought that was gonna be tonight but you know that was a pretty cool one two punch to start off a show it's mm-hmm. fun
3: it, flow funny. down flow down in the two slots seems to be like a common thing, like they'll open with something and then like, kind of just like, like rip into the flow down intro. Yeah. No um, flow opener. No, no, no flow opener. No flow
0: opener. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. But then everything must go. I also really, really yeah. love, I feel love like this, this is song. a divisive song. Like some people don't love the song. I think they're wrong uh, because yeah. it's just so good. Um, and the solo that like the guitar solo that's in it is absolutely gorgeous. And it was again last night. I really dug it at Goose Miss and dug it again last night. I mean, it's just such a good song. and just want to hear it all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, they that. are wrong. Exactly. They are
0: definitely wrong. It's a <laughs> great wrong.
1: song. Yeah,
3: R- Rick's wrong. tone uh, by this point in the run has been really, really dialed in. He sounds amazing. Uh, I noticed last night um, he like switched the like two of his amps, just how they were arrayed. I don't know if that affected uh, the sound at all. Um, I
0: think they were doing a lot of work on the mix during the days, yesterday and the day before after Mm -hmm. Wednesday night. Um, I had heard Peter had gone in really early to like really get the mix correct. Um, You could tell last night they had it dialed in. It was sounding perfect. You know, we could hear Trevor really strong. Like every, yeah, everybody was really in the pocket. So I'm excited for tonight just because of that
1: too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually it's interesting you say that because I, noticed last night it was way less loud but sounded better inside the venue like I didn't have the sound hangover this morning that I had yesterday uh, my ears were ringing like all the way up until showtime yesterday so. me
0: you met me too and I had my earplugs in so it wasn't even that I didn't have protection it just didn't do as much on um, on Thursday night but last night everything was good yeah not nearly as much
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've been loving the sound all run. Uh, you know, Loomis is really dialing in that front of house sound, um, you know, with in in you know, this room, obviously playing there for, um, playing there for five consecutive nights. Obviously the mix is going to get better every single night um, that they do that. Um, but yeah, it sounded amazing. And then, you know, second half of the first set here, we get turbulence, uh, debut of lead up and thatch. Um, you know, turbulence, I love, you know, it's always going to inject some energy into the set. I feel like this was, this reminded me a lot of Goosemas uh, night one set one where, you know, there are some songs at the, the, um, beginning of the first set, but there's a point partway through the set where they play something and the energy just goes up and and everybody's more dialed in after that, you know, Goosemus night one, it was when they played that drive last night. It felt like that hit during turbulence, um, this song just, you know. It, it, it's amazing. I I love this tune. Vasudo. It's really
0: great. It's one of the, yeah, it's a great Vasudo song. And also it's one of those ones that I'm always like, oh, I go back and forth. I say, sometimes goose reminds me of Allman brothers. Sometimes they remind me of Genesis last night. It was, they reminded me of both at the same time. And um, that turbulence was one of those songs. I was like, man, this band is so good because they're able to show such range every single show. Um, and of course we have another FTP, which It's always great uh, to to hear it the first time out. I'm always curious. I hope RJ asked them tomorrow. My question I wanted to ask was like, when do they know when a is ready to like be unleashed into the world? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can tell it's been a while. And then sometimes like we wrote this two days ago. So I'm curious like how they come to that decision when a new song is going to get played. Um, And then I'm a Thatch evangelist. So I can talk for a long time. Who is that?
3: Yeah, actually,
1: I was going to say that. I'm stoked we have you on to talk about (laughs) Thatch. The night they played Thatch on this run. Yeah,
3: uh, but I, I want to talk a bit more about Lead Up. Um, I really loved uh, this song. Great debut. Um, I did a little bit of research this morning. because I was like, you know, there haven't been a lot of new songs with Peter on guitar. Um, and the last couple of songs that have debuted uh, with Goose, where Peter plays guitar, the most recent one was Butterflies, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great blues song before. And the only one, the one before that was The Whales, uh, which debuted during Be- uh, Beacon, Bingo Tour. Uh, so there have not been a, a lot of Peter guitar songs uh, debuting recently, and so I'm I'm excited to see one here. Um, you know, I love this. I said to Neil, kind of had like a Chili Peppers vibe uh, to me, um, but I enjoyed it.
0: Definitely, I, Peter's Peter's been shredding so hard this entire run. I mean, I've just been like in awe of his guitar playing and you know, Rick wrote wrote another song. I'm, I'm just saying this is a Rick written song. Um, and I love that he's writing a song with Peter also on guitar. So to me, it was just so great. It was the first thing I said, cause I thought at first I'm like, I wonder if Peter wrote this cause he's on guitar. And then I was talking to someone later like, nope, Rick wrote it. And I was like, wow, that, that just made my heart like open up because I've just been loving hearing Peter on the guitar more. And he's just been killing it this run. Just mm-hmm. really, really stellar playing.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I, I mean, I, I my, the common thread, I think, uh, of this run and when we're doing these pods is I talk about Peter's guitar playing. And here we are again. We're talking about Peter's guitar playing, and then the other thing that really, really struck me about this song—and we talked about this in the moment, Ryan—was the the harmonies. Yeah, were so good, yes. um, and that's what makes me want to hear this song kind of age and mature and kind of become better. So that that beginning part was really awesome, like you said, just underscoring the fact that like this is another song with just two guitar goose, which I love, um, and then similar to everything must go just has amazing like rock and roll crescendo in this thing and yeah i can see this this tune going a lot of places i listened to it like three times on the drive back and man i I love it but everything about it right like you know peter's harmonies with rick is one of the things that makes a ray below great but you don't realize it and then you know incorporating that into that kind of a song um on stage now is like amazing. And I'm just stoked that they're writing stuff like this yeah, uh, right now, yeah. like this is new and it's all the good stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm stoked about it. We talked and about I've yesterday. been
0: noticing, I've been noticing Jeff's been doing a lot of doubles too. Like, you don't notice at first, but front, I'm like, oh, Jeff's singing this little part. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't be the whole chorus or the whole lyric, but it'll just be like two or three words just to kind of round out the sound. And it's all those little things that make the song sound so big and so beautiful and lush. And yeah, for our first time out, it was really gorgeous.
3: Yeah. And speaking of Jeff, um, you know, that he, like, I thought he was going to break his drum kit during Thatch.
1: Like <laughs> It did fall apart at one they point. Was to that the Thatch? <laughs> yeah, so they to come fix
3: he it. said, um, I had asked him, or I I'd noted it uh, the other night, and he was like, Yeah, he doesn't put, like, he doesn't screw his cymbals in um, like most drummers do uh, to prevent them from falling off because he wants them to have more breathing room, which is cool. Um, obviously, that makes them more prone to falling off when he gets really into Thatch. Um, but, you know, that it's a song that, For a song that was only debuted in November, like everybody in the crowd immediately knew what it was, went like ballistic for it. The band is just like, you know, you can tell they love playing it too, and they all just killed it. This is the longest version to date, I believe. Like it was around 15 minutes or so. And man, it just went hard. Like
0: so hard, so hard. I, as I said, I'm a thatch evangelist. I, the thatch supremacy era has arrived. I'm very excited about it. Um, I've been so blessed. I've been in the room every time they played Flash, batch live, including the first time it was played nice. and it's gotten better every single time. Um, It's just one of those songs that like really gets you ready to do whatever you have to do. And They really rocked it so hard last night. I was up top with two people sitting next to us. They'd never been to a Goose show before. It was their first time. So we talked a little bit. And at separate, he looked at me and goes, what was that last song? (laughs) Every time someone hears that, they're like, what was that one? What was that one? So to me, it just signifies just what a universal song it is, how much appeal it has. It it just every it touches everybody we all feel it it's just hard not to it's such this just a driving song and um uh, yeah this was of the four certainly they always get better and better and this got better and better too
1: yeah i just love these songs just like you know just getting a little kind of you know show wear on them and like yeah it was killer last night and i love it as a set one closer that is an awesome way to walk off the stage um yeah I, nothing else to really add other than stoked that Thatch just keeps getting played a lot. And keeps getting yes. better every time. Uh, every
0: yep. single time. I remember, I think it's on the audio at New Year's where Rick's like, let's play that one. And I was like, it was Thatch. And I was like, hey. Thatch is that one. That's exactly what it is. And and Rick knows it. Oh, here's Chelsea. Yeah, she knows. Chelsea with it's that, that one. Knows. It's that one.
3: There we go. Um, all right. And then they, they took a long set break last night. I think it was almost 50 minutes. Um,
0: so long. I don't know. I they, maybe like, they were
3: they were partying with Fallon backstage.
0: We we well, I don't know if they were or weren't, but I know it was definitely longer than the other two nights. I thought it was just because they could go later, so I figured they had a little more breathing room and space. So yeah. I don't
3: know. We we didn't Actually, we didn't get a we didn't get a shortened set, so you know. No, we did not.
1: It it puts some things in context because we noticed uh, right at the end of the set, Getty was like walking by, and with a purpose and speed. I don't think I've ever seen him moving with. <laughs> and maybe he was just really stoked to get backstage to get to the the party there. Never know. But yeah. they
3: come out, they come out with creatures, uh, which is great. It was really funny to me how, you know, they started playing the song and Peter immediately just walked off the stage and into the audience while playing the guitar That's... intro. Um, I, I think there was a tweet or something where it was like, you know, I never thought that the person to like move me out of my space at the beginning of the second set would be Peter. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, you know, I couldn't see him. I got, I got a funny picture of the stage where like the band is playing and there's just, there's four no of them. No, Peter. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just noticed like when he came back on stage, like the crowd went crazy and I was like, where did he go? And I was like, did this same thing happen? Like at New Year's where he, his guitar wasn't working and they had to do like a long, you know, riff to, um, I can't remember what song they opened with, but I remember being like, oh, what's happening. And I was like, oh, he was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's so great and so interactive up there. So Not a surprise.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see him dive in. I went to go see Great Blue when they played um, in Pawtucket. I don't know. This is like a little while back when they did that little run of Great Blue shows. Last year, yeah. And yeah, and he, you know, fully got in the crowd. There's like an amazing picture of like Binky and like Peter like like over her uh, at that show. But like, I mean, he digs being out in the crowd and like love that he could do that at this place. It seems like that was the kind of place where you can pull that off and, like, you know, don't think you're going to pull it off at somewhere like First Bank Center or something like that. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's also one of the really cool things. You know, I talked about being able to hear the stereo panning of the vintage vibe because the room's so small. Um, and so, yeah, it's, like, super intimate. Like, I don't think Goose is ever playing the cap again after this, after this run. It's already too small for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're very lucky that we've gotten to experience this. But this Creatures Jam... Uh, Neil, we kind of talked about this. I don't remember how long it actually ended up being, but we kind of talked about how very similar to the Legend Valley creatures from last year, it got into this just absolutely beautiful, beautiful segment. Um, They got there faster than they did at Legend Valley last year. Um, But this was, you know, gorgeous. Like, just amazing, heartfelt, like, you know, the sun coming up in the morning. Amazing, Jane. It was
0: beautiful. And Getty's lights were just perfection for this entire jam i felt like they were really in harmony at this point of the show and for the rest of the second set it was like just because i was upstairs in particular i could really see everything and it was really something special and um i always love creatures anyways because i love to dance so it's like the best song to dance to but yeah that The jam was great and um, I love opening with a long jam second set in the beginning because we're all kind of like needing to shake off whatever was going on at set break and they really gave us the opportunity to do that. So it was wonderful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Creatures as a set two opener. Always killer. And then also just really cool that they, it seems like there was an effort made there to kind of touch on the theme of that jam that like we know that Peter really likes that jam that legend valley creatures jam. not as much as the oh.
3: cleveland rockdale
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess not oh, wait no, but no he, did he
3: like the creatures more
1: yeah i mean he had a lot of really positive things to say about that jam it's clear he's gone back and listened to it a bunch um just because well he's the guy who listens to stuff but yeah it seems like there was an effort there to revisit that theme which is really really cool and you know i it, it hit it just sounded so good yeah
3: it did. Uh, and then we get into Red Bird. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't know if Getty has done this every version of the song, but I really noticed last night that it was all Reds uh, throughout the song, um, which was great. You know, straight burden and all that. Uh, nice, not really great rocking jam in this one. Um, you know, just not, nothing crazy improvisationally, like not a ton of new ground being broken, but I really loved uh, the space they got into. And again, last night was all about the energy. Like, the crowd was like, especially in the second set, the crowd was amped. The crowd was dialed in Friday night. Like people are ready to go. Um, and yeah, during, during this Redbird jam, you know, we were, we were having a great time.
0: Yeah. I always love when I get to, when I do get to see from above because when you're down, Peter just like he's playing keys from above. It looks like he's in like a pit of keys. Cause there's so many keys around him. And mm-hmm. so When he started Redbird, I just looked down, I just started, yeah, Peter, I just started screaming because, you know, it's his moment to shine. It's such a beautiful song, generally speaking, and there's so much emotion that I know I always feel whenever he's singing it and um, he can feel that energy coming back from the crowd and it was just really beautiful. But then I did think that the jam went a little harder into rock direction than I've seen them go all the time. They don't always go quite as hard into the rock sections. And so I really like that because it felt like it kept the energy where it needed to be. Because sometimes redbirds such an emotional song. It can take you like to that kind of place. And they use the jam to kind of make sure if they pull this back out and ready to continue rocking the rest of the night. So just a stellar choice all around and it was beautifully executed. And again, hats off to Getty because it was great.
1: Yeah. yeah. It just, want to underscore like the vibe in the room for that you know like this isn't maybe like a red bird that has like re listen value like later on we're like oh i gotta go listen to that red bird still killer uh, and just had so much fun during this part of the set uh we were raging back there and yeah we were yeah it was, yeah it was i mean great. Any, it was great.
0: anytime they do three-part harmony i'm always i'm always for it so yeah. i just think it's a unique thing no bands do it, you know, not none, but you know, most bands don't. And so it's a unique thing that Goose does that we get to experience. And when you hear it live, it's, it, there's nothing like it. It's really fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was quite the sing along too uh, mm-hmm. in that part in our section, Straight we burn, were like back baby. by the soundboard People know. and you know, we were singing a little bit and then like I paused on the singing when the, you know, the Rick part where he comes in. Right. Are, like, well, are you saying done. that
3: I sang a little bit because I think
1: that's an understatement. You never stop singing, <laughs> uh, ever. I know, (laughs) Um, but uh, no, I I thought that was great that everybody was kind of getting into the burden spirit. It was pretty awesome. It's a, it's a lifestyle
3: as we, as we well
1: know. Uh,
3: Next, next we get in your eyes uh, for the first time since last summer, very excited to see this one. I hadn't, I hadn't caught a version of it yet. Um, And this, this to me was the, the improvisational highlight of the night. Um, Really great multifaceted jam here. You know, they got into some dark tension building and then there was this euphoric jam at the end that almost, uh, you know, Jeff uh, Hill pointed out, uh, or maybe it was Vickers who pointed it out. It was maybe. somebody, one of them, who pointed out. Sounded a bit like, uh, like the ending of SOS, uh, which is really cool. Like definitely a similarity there with uh, kind of the progression they were in uh, and how Peter was playing the organ. Um, but yeah, this was this was amazing. It was like sixteen or seventeen minutes, I think. Um, yeah, I I love this this in your eyes.
0: Loved it. Rick's voice was insane. Just so beautiful on this. And also such a great segue to Arise, which again is such a vocal uh, masterpiece and uh, Rick's part as well. So I thought the pairing of them was really smart in terms of the show um, placement. And again, I mentioned earlier, I'm always literally have to argue with my husband all the time, like Genesis, Almond Brothers. And then here they come with a Peter Gabriel cover. It was like, he just looked at me and he was like, Said so, well, okay, okay. Tonight we're leaning into the Genesis side, and it was beautiful. And um, yeah, I thought the jam in particular was really great. And um, I could see folks that maybe aren't as familiar with Goose being like, "Oh, what are they going to do with this?" And then being really ast- like, their face is just like, "Whoa, I've never heard that song this way." It made me think about it a different way. And a lot of that was like a lot of the chatter upstairs. So, but the the vibe was very high.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of leaning in, I mean, Rick leaned into the vocals on In Your Eyes like so hard. I mean, he was really, really belting it out. And in that moment, I was like looking up at Fallon. Not that I want to talk about Fallon like a whole ton on this. but He was just like, (laughs) yeah, like um, he was super into it. And um, yeah, I mean, what I talk about this a lot when we talk about like covers and stuff, but you know, Sometimes they can be used as a launching pad for a jam. Sometimes, like you just want to go out there and do a cover that's going to get the crowd fired up. Like Goose does that better than I think anybody I know um, in the jam band community of just going out there and executing a song really well, right? Yeah. Like they could have stopped and done the radio version of "In Your Eyes," and and everybody would have been happy. Everybody would have said, "Like, holy cow, that guy can really sing," Um, and. You know, just to stretch that out and get what they got out of that was just amazing. I mean, you saw me, Ryan. You were next to me. I was like blissed out for like like a solid thirty minutes. Neil, in, in this no, spot. you know
3: what? Neil has the most wholesome smile during a show. You're just like you're always just
1: so happy. It's great because I mean, there's no reason not to be, uh, and, especially and what, during I that think, kind of music.
3: Yeah, and I think you were not as happy last night as you were during Arise uh, that came next. Uh, you know, Jeff throwing out the you know, the zip it reference for those in the know. Um, but man, I, this was my first, uh, electric arise. Uh, you know, I saw Ray below play it in December. Uh, and I love this song so much, really, really amazing electric tune. Uh, you know, goose has only played it five times now. Um, definitely an underutilized, uh, Rick ballad, but this was gorgeous. His solo was gorgeous. Um, not everybody zipped it uh during the beginning of the song but uh, I,
0: I made somebody so some, a lot of people zip it around me quite I, I, quite I directly asked if I'm honest
3: right in front of I me I looked yeah. back
0: I was like not nah, it's a ballad you gotta shut up now it's enough um because <laughs> if I can hear them through my headphones I'm like usually it cuts the chompers out and I was like if I'm still hearing you like nah dude just Wait till the next song; it'll be up yeah, tempo, and I won't one. care. Yeah, but you, not you this one. During not tea. this one. Yeah, <laughs> not arise though. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it was just beautiful. Blissed out, and again, the lighting was so perfect, and um just gave that warm glow feeling to the whole room and rick's voice was so lush and like i said that pairing with his vocals on in our eyes then arise right afterwards I, I just felt like it was just a one two punch of you know vocal masterclass on rick's part and just sounded so gorgeous so gorgeous mm.
1: yeah this is the like this is the anchor of the show is the, the this pairing the arise and the uh, in your eyes and this was my I had only two Goose Originals left to see live. Um, It was this, Arise, and Engborg. So when they started playing it, I was very, very excited. I thought, like, last night was my chance to get both. um, Yeah, well, i will just take that Arise.
3: I'm hoping that because you went home, we get Engborg tonight.
1: (laughs) You're absolutely going to get it tonight. I I would be okay with it. Yeah, I'm in the
3: the 50% club for Engborg right now, so I would like to, you know, get above that 50% mark.
1: I have lots of speculation. Yes, um, and
3: then and then they closed the set with T. You know, this was your pretty, like, amazing, explosive T. Um, you know, I think Neil, I said to you last night, like, not something that you know is like a very significant jam improvisationally or something. I'm going to go back and listen to a ton, but it was just so much fun in the room. Um, Rick just attacking the wah pedal uh, as they got into the jam. You know, Trevor bass solo. Like, I think Trevor is emerging as the MVP of the run, uh, you know, as a clear front runner. After the first night, I didn't know if it was him or Ben or Rick, or, but it, I think at this point, it's very clearly Trevor after three nights.
0: Yeah, Trevor has been killing it. And that hot tea, I mean, the whole crowd was just electric. We just went up and it was like a just turned into a huge party. And it was Mm -hmm. so interesting to watch the energy shift from this contemplative arise positioning to like, nah, throw everything in the air, let's go, you know, kind of uh, just, just the switch got flipped and it turned into a full on dance party just like that. And again, just goes to show the versatility of Goose, how they can take these tender songs, jam them out even, and then turn right into high dance, high BPM, Huge, high-energy songs like Hot Tea and just rock it and leave us just kind of with our bre- le- with no breath left in our in us as they leave the stage before we get the encore. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I always love Hot Tea and I love a Hot Tea closer. And I do have to say this pairing of Thatch first set, Hot Tea second set. It was like leave us one more for sure. They they were leaving it all out there for us. It was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you know we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll I just want to say like when yeah. we're talking about like bookends in this show, which I think is really interesting. Like we start with animal, we end with hot tea. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I put those two kind of in the same category as like you know songs they use to just like fire people up, and uh, that was pretty neat. But sorry, go go with the the loose ends thing. I don't so so the
3: loose ends thing. So um you know for anybody who missed yesterday's episode, uh, we had we were talking to Camito about you know, his grand theory that they were purposely going to tease loose ends every night. And, you know, the run would culminate in a performance of it on on Sunday or they were, it was just going to be a common thread. Uh, if you will. Um, I, I don't remember Neil, if I first kind of heard it or you heard it last night, but it felt like they were like, like almost playing like loose ends during tea last night. It was like, they, they could have gone there. Camino, uh, mentioned yesterday about like a phantom loose ends. And I think that definitely happened during T I texted him about it uh, this morning and he said uh, he heard the same thing. I was just, I was waiting for Rick or Trevor to, to just like throw the lick in once and they didn't. Um, but it's, it's interesting to, to note um, that they, 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 broke the streak uh, after two nights, but
0: Maybe, maybe not. Depends on if if who Mark is saying, what Mark's saying, right? Who knows? Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't,
0: I didn't particularly note it. I did think they were teasing something, but I couldn't quite make out what it was. So maybe it was loose, loose ends. But yeah, I don't. They didn't go all the way there. So yeah, Yeah. I think Trevor Solo kind of. Yeah, I feel like Trevor Solo sort of took over that that particular performance, and it becomes like, what are you going to do after that? I mean, right.
1: Yeah, was it was just great. so, totally, so,
0: so amazing.
1: Totally agree. Ryan and I talked about that when I was on my drive home. I think that bass solo in that hot tea is one of my favorites ever. I have to go back and re listen, but I mean, his confidence right now is higher than it's ever been. I think that's fair to say yeah. without going back to re listen. But um, yeah, I mean, that was killer. It made that tea really, really good too. I've seen a lot of hot teas uh, live, and that was. We all have. You know. <laughs> That's up there. Yeah. I mean, if you see three shows, you're going to see one. I love
0: that. I love that he knew it too. When he walked off, he was like, yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, Trevor. Yeah. You know, you know, you killed it. Thank you for acknowledging it. Cause I appreciate that. And you're right. It just shows how much confidence he has. And like, he really did. He laid it out. We were all just like, Bow down, bow down, Trevor. Mm
1: -hmm. Bow down. Totally. Totally. And then for the
3: encore, uh, the the fateful Jimmy Fallon sit in. uh, (laughs) You know, it was fun. I mean, the crowd loved it. Um, Sure. You know, Leslie, what do you think? Was the stage dive purposeful or did he
1: trip?
0: (laughs) Do I have to answer? I mean, no, no. You you absolutely
1: don't have to answer.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one, and Ryan, you and I can talk on the side. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of those. Like, if you were in the room, you enjoyed it immensely. But do we need to hear Goose doing Mustang Sally? No, no. not with Jimmy Fallon, right?
3: It was a you know, 91 I, show bust out.
0: I literally, I think I texted, I was like, oh, not Fallon turning Goose into a bar band. I literally <laughs> was like, I just thought it was funny. But in, I mean, in the moment and in the room, it was really fun and a neat, neat surprise for everybody. And, you know, obviously Fallon was very into it. And um, I think
3: Peter I, Shapiro was the happiest person in the room during that song. <laughs> We, we, we could see him, you know, we could see him. He was definitely he
0: was, smiling quite a lot. there. I can see him. He was very happy. Um, and hopefully <laughs> I've been calling goose on SNL this year. So I'm, I'm going to shout out and hopefully that this gets him a little closer to that That'd be very dream
1: cool. of mine. That'd right? Be very cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple things to say about this. I don't think yes. he fell, but uh, I, I didn't have a good vantage point. Um, but there are others who were closer. I don't know. Read the comments. But uh, you <laughs> know what I love in... Because I, I think nobody says like I'm really excited about Goose playing Mustang Sally, and there's some like hilarious backstories to this, right? Mm. Where like uh, I think it's in the Fred Fest Day of show where like Rick is talking about how like some guy emailed him and was like, "You ruined the show by playing Mustang Sally." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is amazing. But what I love about Mustang Sally when they do play it is Peter's guitar solo, um, like. Guaranteed it's the most home. excited person yeah, in the room some, mm-hmm. for Mustang Sally when they start playing it is Peter. I mean, generally Peter's the most excited guy in the room, but like I think like in this particular instance, he was really excited about that solo. It was fun. It was good. I think this is one of those things where I think Leslie, you were saying, like, I don't know about the re-listen value on this, and I don't know if yeah. anybody's going back to this, but to have been there for that moment was a lot of fun. I mean, there was so much energy in that room in that moment. It was killer. I mean, it's one of those live music experiences that like you truly have to be there for, and like that's it. And it so, was special. I, I, it
0: was definitely it was special. special it's good. Sure. Yeah,
3: it was awesome. Uh, and we have two nights left. Uh, you know, we're, we've we've passed the halfway point, which is very sad. Ooh. But we have two shows left. A ton of bang are still on the table. Very excited to see what happens. Um, yeah, you know, I I did. Neil, how how did you end up doing in Fantasy Goose last night again?
1: I don't know. How about we do (laughs) like some speculation on what we think they're actually gonna play tonight? Well, first let's Um, shout out
3: our friend of the pod, uh good friend Jeff, uh Jeff Jeff, Will for getting Golden Goose last night.
1: Uh, you know,
3: proud of him. Uh I put up a nice 17. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. Like, are we gonna get Arcadia today or tomorrow? Dripfield Dripfield hasn't
0: come hunger site. Yeah, there's a lot still left on the table.
1: Lily's tiger,
0: so much. You stole
1: mine. Lily's tiger is the well, one I, tiger, a nice sure.
3: I know you. You you have speculation on things.
0: Well, yeah, I want to I... know what, uh, how many more first time plays we're gonna get. My husband wanted; he put it at two and a half as the as the over under. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took over. I took under for some reason. I don't know what I was thinking. We're already at two. We've got two more nights left. Thoughts on that? I'm curious what y'all think. Will we get another one? Will we get two more? What do you think?
1: I have a nuanced theory on this that Ryan and I Ooh, talked about in our conversation. Yes. Very so they, they are running out of jam vehicles, right? Like, I, I think you've got like this old C, you've got Arcadia 726 with Jeb on Sacks. Sure, uh, sign me up. <laughs> um, but you've got Elmeg, which I think you can expect either tonight or tomorrow night. Yep. It's probably going to be pretty drawn out, pretty epic. But Empress I think, I, too. Yeah, for sure. And my theory is that there are still more new songs. And we've heard the ballads, but they're keeping an absolute banger in their back pocket. And I think it's going to be long and like, you know, in the 20 minute range, 25 minute range. And I hope I'm right because we will all be so lucky if they debut like a giant jam vehicle like that in this run. And I feel like there's space for it because they're really running out of kind of the bigger songs to play we shall
0: see i think there's at least one more because i feel like there's a peter song that we that they want to debut at this run so to me totally. we'll get at least three maybe another one but i think one more for sure between yeah. tonight and tomorrow night is my my guess
3: i'm really hoping we get that lily's tiger maybe a way it is you know they've been doing like what is it like one cover a night uh so yeah. far except it did, i mean they did two uh, last night electric avenue Austin's i don't style. know if that counts Sally. but they, they, they played it kind of. They played it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, you know, we got two nights left um, just in case anybody didn't see, there will not be a day after show recap tomorrow. Uh, we will be at the Ray below Q and a uh, with RJ and Tom, which we are very much looking forward to. Um, you know, if anyone's going to that, obviously make sure you say hi. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday at three o'clock PM Eastern to recap the last two nights of the run, a couple of great special guests, uh, including Megan from HF pods. That's going to be a very fun episode. Um, yeah. Leslie, thank you so much for being on today. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So glad we got to connect and see you tomorrow at the Osiris event and uh, hopefully up on the rail tonight and tomorrow I'll be up there rocking and um,
3: nice
1: My
0: braids usually glow a little bit So you can see me from wherever you are <laughs> It's like a and, beacon uh, It's like a beacon for everybody yeah. And yeah, just thanks for having me Really excited mm-hmm. Yeah, and, thanks um, for being on
1: Gonna
0: Great run pleasure. right to the theater right now Yeah,
1: everybody. you gotta go Oh to, yeah, you gotta <laughs> get in line
3: Back in line um, get All right, well everybody there. Have a fantastic day Whether you're couch touring Or at the show tonight uh, And we'll be
2: Hello and welcome to Novel Conversations Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, this is
3: Henry K., host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends, from the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.